Hello friends and close personal allies, my name is Rob. Welcome to Shirtbook! It is August 18th, 2020, it's Tuesday. Hope you're doing well out there. I am currently broadcasting from a potato located just outside of Austin, Texas. And today's episode is brought to you by... Bigfoot's Feet. So thank you, Bigfoot and your feet. So it's Tuesday, pizza night here in the Green household. Green Lewis household, and um, stoked for that, big pizza fan, uh, Mary is currently on a health journey, and I am not, so I am enjoying it, I should feel a little bit guilty eating it in front of her, and I guess to some point I do, but not enough to not eat it, I uh, picked up a few tricks from my dad, uh, he would take a frozen pizza, he'd take all the cheese and all the good stuff off, right, and then he would put the sauce on, our own sauce, we would eat spaghetti on Mondays, I still try to do that most of the time. I tend to have a day for a food. And uh, he would put a little bit of sugar in the sauce, load everything back on, put some more cheese on, and then uh, green peppers, onions, pickles, which I still do. So looking forward to that. Doing a little uh, watching of the show Westworld. A lot of W's in that one. Uh, definitely digging that so far. Making me think a lot about agency and uh, just really cool robots and the nudity. My God, the nudity. Mwah. The nudity is fantastic. Anthony Hopkins can play a creepy-ass dude, can he? He seems so, like, nice and, uh, and I don't know, just like a old grandpa kind of deal. But, man, he can play creepy well. So, so far, digging that about midway through season one. HBO killing it again, it looks like. But I think this ended their third season, so... Have some watching to do. Ten episodes a year is always good. I always love those short and sweet seasons. So, let's see. Uh, how was the day? Um, I, I'm trying to do more of just like day to day. As I do more of what I want to do, uh, I want to, you know, hopefully have a look back at these and be like, damn, I really was bored as shit back in the day. And now look at all this stuff, how cool stuff I'm doing. Um, today, I was on the pad print machine uh, and it worked. So you know all, all those like tiny little labels you get on the back of your shirts when you don't want to have like an actual tag on your for the sizing. That's what I was doing today through a course of production because uh, of COVID production delays and people dropping out and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I was on that. I would have been training on some new machines, but I did give my two weeks and didn't really seem that, that to make much sense to be doing that. So I was on the pad printing machine, and the only thing I would say about pad printing. And uh, is uh, it's it's a it's an interesting process to learn. It's uh, you have to mix the ink, which is really interesting. Although this ink is crazy, uh, toxic isn't even the word. It's just very uh, flammable, and um, you're using ink thinner and ink hardeners and all this stuff, right? Uh, you got to watch out for fumes and things like that. Brutal, brutal stuff. So I was mixing some black ink, some gray ink. Um, I always loved ink mixing though, so I, I, anytime I get a chance to think about that, it's always nice, but this isn't like really pigments, right? You have like one set pigment, and then you have an ink thinner and an ink hardener, you combine them and, and go. This pad printer thing can be used for anything, we just use it to print on, on, the, on the little labels on the back of the shirts. It's pretty interesting with that. Uh, beyond the fact though, that when you're actually doing it, uh, it is beyond monotonous. You have to be conscious of what you're doing because you, you like you have the shirt and you're, you're loading, right? You're constantly loading. I'm just making sure that I'm, this isn't looking completely off, right? And uh, if you're not conscious of it, you can press on the top of the shirt and all that stuff, right? 
I was watching some videos when I was training and, and how people like, they're just flying with these things and they're doing thousands of shirts a day. I, I don't even know. What it did give me a chance to do was think about my choice, right? Given my two weeks to the, to the job and, and why that was and where that came from. And uh, I, I got to think about this guy that uh, I had met at the old print shop I was working at uh, and when I left. I gave like two or three months notice, maybe more, and uh, I was training people and, and interviewing people uh, that the owner knew and so on and so forth to take over my position. And uh, this, this older gentleman came in and he was, like, he was like an old wizard this way. He didn't have the beard and uh, all that, but he had like this like old scroll of, of his work, right? Which was really cool and interesting. And uh, he wasn't, uh, uh, he didn't print shirts, but he printed like catalogs and magazines and things like that, which um, he made some really interesting, but I'm sure like, you know, to, I guess someone wasn't interested at all, it probably would seem kind of commonplace or boring or whatever it is, but he, he talked about a lot of passion. But I was thinking about this guy today, I didn't know why, I haven't thought about this guy in months. And uh, I, I said, I made this choice doing that, doing something that wasn't all that entertaining. And uh, I thought two things about this guy. One was that he looked like he had been just beat to hell, right? Like just had the hunch and his hands had that, that just like, you know, like they're flat, where the fingers are flat just from like constant use. Uh, that's how my granddad's hands were. And to a lesser extent, my father's, although he had pretty rough hands too. He worked around metal all his life. And I, I personally, although it's, you know, I don't know what that says about me or whatever, but I always kind of wanted that, right? Because uh, even though my grandfather and my dad would always tell me, like, don't get your hands like that. You don't want that. But, I don't know, idiot that I was, like, yeah, okay, if I haven't, I haven't worked if I don't have hands like that. But uh, he had those kind of hands, right? And, um, and the other thing was is that the way he was viewed, right, um, he wasn't necessarily going to get paid a whole lot. And he was looked at as like a like a like a hammer, to a to a nail situation, right? And uh, yeah, I don't know. I got a lot of similarities between myself and this guy, and uh, it was almost like a like a snapshot of the future. And I remember at the time that I had made the choice to leave WGM, which is the old shop I worked at. Uh, I was conflicted. You know, I, I I wanted to leave with Mary. I wanted to be with Mary wherever that ended up, and. At the time, we'd already kind of picked Texas, and we were going to go out. And uh, but you know, I was leaving my father. I was leaving a shop that I had been at for you know close to a decade, and uh, it was a lot of you know feelings. And I just was still not sure, right? And there was still some other opportunities that were up in the air at that place that were there, and it was potential. And I was I was conflicted. But when I met this guy, I saw those two things: the physical toll and the the way that he was viewed and how that related to myself. And I realized that isn't what I wanted. I think there was a part of me that maybe did at some point, or at least thought I did, probably that complex that I wanna, almost sounds weird, I wanna outwork my dad, right? I wanted to, to do that. And sick or not, I don't know. But I know a couple of weeks ago, I had said that uh, I was thinking about my life currently and what I had done, right? I had left, I left Maryland, came down to Texas with Mary, and doing all this and, and trying to get back with shirt folk and you know, COVID was making them crazy. But I was thinking like, what am I, what am I at right now? And I was looking at it and I was saying like, damn, like I am like my dad. Same time, same sort of work, same sort of position. And uh, I realized that I didn't change anything. I had left a, a, a spot 
changed the spot, but I was still the same spot, you know? And uh, I, I wasn't crazy about that. And I think that just hastened the choice and uh, it was ready to go. So yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about that a lot today and I thought I'd share that. So uh, to wrap up the show, a couple things. Uh, one, if you haven't read about the Shirt Folk shirts yet or heard about the Shirt Folk shirts, that's a uh, Shirt Folk shirts. Uh, they, uh, I am starting to line up again. Uh, if you're an artist who has some pre-made work, one color, uh, hand-drawn kind of feel, but I'm open to different styles, reach out to robertshirtfolk.com. I'll talk about it real quick with you. Um, but essentially, it's you would have a you you would send this artwork in. I'd look at it. I'd contact you. If I like it, I put you up with two other artists uh, to have a vote from the people that follow Shirt Folk or view these videos or whatever. And the one that gets picked gets a campaign for two weeks on EverPress with a uh, $1 per shirt uh, fee, right? A fee, uh, cash payback. There's words there somewhere. You get paid $1 shirt for uh, for winning and having it going. There has to be a minimum of five shirts printed. I would love to shoot for 25 so we can get the stuff screen printed. But uh, either way, really good stuff. And it's in the process of trying to build toward having a an actual print shop that I can interact with, do something a little more personalized, and also to commission artwork uh, so we can make something really, really personalized, really be started to do that. So if you want to take a part in that and get that rolling, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'd really appreciate it. Um, also, if you've been following along, uh, one of the uh, things I want to do is learn a bit of Spanish. Even though I am leaving the shop I'm working at, and that was sort of the, uh, the catalyst for wanting to do this, uh, I still do want to learn a little bit of Spanish every day. So I am in the Austin area. There is a heavy, heavy uh uh, very heavy Spanish-speaking uh, population here, and it's good to know, right? Good to expand the mind a little bit. I always liked language, but I was horrible at learning them, so I think just forcing myself every day to learn it. And uh, I was checking out different uh, sites, and there was a pretty common one. It's called Literally Spanish Dictionary, and they have a word of the day, in this case, phrase of the day, and that phrase of the day is, oh wait, I haven't introduced the thing. Welcome to Spanish of the Day! Spanish word of the day, phrase of the day is utiles escolares. Utiles escolares. That means classroom materials. Utiles escolares. It's just fun to learn things, right? So utiles escolares. Emphasis on the T, right? But the it's the actual emphasis in the first word, utiles, is u. Utiles escolares. And you can see it up on screen here. And to the uh, people listening to the podcast. Just say it with me, utiles escolares, with a la, escolares, escolares. I love that. So I hope you enjoy that. I'm going to keep on doing those. I do want to learn about it each day and uh, look back on some old episodes if you want to learn some of the other words I've been doing for about three or four days, I guess. I'm going to keep on doing that, see if I can keep on adding stuff in my brain and, and get something going. Nothing else that's going to work out different areas of the brain. So thank you so much for watching. I really do appreciate it. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Talk to you later.